What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Friday, July 21st, 2023. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I am joined today by the Poppy Poppy. <laughs> Blessing at AUA Jr. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. <laughs> I saw Barbie last night. Yeah. I'm going to have to save my thoughts for oh, going okay. live uh, next week. Oppenheimer interviews live now. Uh, but Y'all yeah, don't want to drop those at the same time? Y'all don't want to drop those on the same day? No, you know, we have to space it out just a little bit. We're not right. that popular. We're not big enough to be able to just do whatever the fuck we want. Fair you enough. know what I mean? When it comes to that stuff. But, Bless, mm. you haven't complimented my shirt today. <laughs> No, your shirt is fantastic. Thank you. Thank I don't know. I, 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 what I'm looking at right now in terms of your outfit is what I felt coming out of the theater for the last few weeks. Where in the last couple of weeks, I've gotten to see Mission Impossible. I've gotten to see Indiana Jones. Maybe I don't include that in this conversation. I've gotten to see Oppenheimer. I've gotten to see Barbie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any better way to put it than cinema is here. Oh, it's Cinema here. is happening. And I appreciate is. you you and your Mission Impossible shirt mm-hmm. with the pink bomber jacket above it, Gotta which I it. assume is signifying Barbie. Uh, no, it just no? It just went with the colors, and I got I got my new shoes. Oh, so and went with that. These are called sunrises. Yeah. I love those. You see that? Now look what's cool. Actually, but yeah. hold on, hold on. They're alternate. Oh, dang, dude! You see that? That's yeah, fresh. yeah, that's crazy fresh. stuff here. Dang, they don't want to see the sunrise. You know what Ooh. I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I Tim? do know what you dude. Have you listened to the the new Nas album yet? I've I've done one listen through all the way through Me so too. far. I'm. We, I'm not super high on it, mm. at least as of now. I, I think I got to give it a few more listens, but I don't know. I think now that I am what on my f- on the fifth Nas album of the last three or so years, I can kind of start to feel that like sameness of oh man, I've listened to this a lot, and this one isn't hitting as much as I feel like his last few have. But maybe once I give it a few more listens, I might turn around. But that's where I'm at. So that's good news for me because I've just missed out on the last couple. Like I uh, just haven't given them the time. But this one, it was perfect. Like I heard the new one was coming. Me and you were talking about it. And then I, I uh, was driving into work today, opened up my Spotify, saw it pop up, saw the whole thing was 30 minutes. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, baby, let's fucking go. I'm really into it so far. But yeah. I, I haven't been listening to it. So I, to me, this feels very fresh and very new. Mm. Um, but it's definitely making me be like, oh, man, I need to go back and Dude, listen to all of them. I, the one I would recommend, King's Disease 2. Okay. King's Disease 2 is not only my favorite Nas album at this point, but one of my favorite albums ever. Okay, I'm gonna get it right. um, highly recommend King's Disease 2. Honestly, I could recommend any of them. And it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll dude, it's up. Nos, man. Yeah, but I'll say also the first Magic is really dope as well. And so if you want to go back and kind of hear the origins of where this album came from, the first Magic, I would say, is really cool. And then also that one came right after King's Disease 2. So it felt like some of the residual energy off of that album gotcha. uh, flowed into it. Still there. The Magic was still there. The Magic was still there. You know, but we're not talking about nasty Nas on this show. All right, bless. No. We're talking about video games, all the video game news that you need to know. And man, we got a banger day for y'all uh, because Spider-Man 2's new story trailer dropped. We're going to be talking all about that. Arcane Austin could return to single player after Redfall and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're each and every weekday. We run you through all the video game news that you need to know. Tim, Where how do you say Nas? Nas? Yeah, the rapper named Nas. Nas? Because everybody in chat is saying I say it weird. Nas. Is that not how you say it? Are people in, are people in chat saying it Nas? Like, why are y'all saying Nas? Nas. Oh, like with a Z at the end, Nas. All right, cool. Nas. Nas. This is one of those things I can't. T- <laughs> I can't hear the difference in my mind. Um, but this is kind of funny games daily. You can find it live on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games and YouTube.com 
slash kind of funny games. You could also get it on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you um if you want to go above and beyond though patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go you can get the show ad free you can also get a whole bunch of exclusive content like kind of beauty the daily greg ways um and a whole bunch of other fun stuff shit list yeah shit, two shit lists this week oh that, yeah that we missed one last week so we wanted to double up this week great great ones they're both fingers uh, you check those out over on patreon uh, remember if you are using the epic creator store store use our code kind of funny and at no extra cost to you it helps us we appreciate you so very very much uh some housekeeping for you monday uh, a new show is debuting on kind of funny called kind of munchies it is one of the patreon funded things we did last october this is a roger project that yeah. we're really excited about uh it's our new food ranking show the first episode features Snowbike mike trying a lot of foods for the first time including cereal with milk can you can you, can you fucking imagine being a 34-year-old man, I don't know how old he is. 34 year old sounds about right. Yeah. And have never had cereal with milk. How is, it, is he just having all his cereal dry, or do you think he's having it with a different liquid? I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. He's putting Diet Coke in there. <laughs> God. Yeah. He seems like the kind of yeah. Oh, for sure, chai latte is he's putting in there for sure. <laughs> uh, but it's gonna be uh, hosted by the one and only Roger Picorni. You can catch it on youtube.com kind of funny so that's going to be a lot of fun uh and then comic cons this week greg's still got one more panel uh today greg's hosting the gen vid slate reveal including some silent hill ascension and special guests from dc and gearbox at 11 30 pacific in room 6 bcf if you are at san diego comic-con go say hi to mr miller a new x cast is up right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games it features a one-on-one with snowbike mike and gary witta gary witta absolutely goes off uh about the the whole strike situation and uh like only gary can right barrett it's it's a fantastic episode and yeah with gary's input from the strikes of the the writer strike and the actor strike and how that came to a head because of the streaming era uh it turns into a conversation about like do we need to be concerned about that for video games uh it's a fantastic conversation you also definitely check it out hell yes uh, and then over on Patreon, two new episodes of The Shit List, like I was saying, are available. The 20 best hip-hop lyrics about video games and the top 10 2D platformers. A list that may or may not have broke us. You'll have to go and find out. You won't believe what's number one. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, you really won't believe what's number one. No matter how many guesses you have, you would never, never guess what the number one 2D platformer is on this freaking I list. Really, I really do want to do the thing where me and, we do the uh, top 2D platformers redux where me and you make our own lists yeah. and bring them and judge judge each other's list. I love that. Because we got to do that right. Yeah, man. Their justice needs to be served. Uh, so Yeah, OMG Jesus says it's obviously not Mario 3. What if I told you Mario 3 was number 10 on the list? It's a wild list. <laughs> One of the most wild lists we've done. Yes. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining, for allowing us to have so much fun over here. Today we're brought to you by Liquid IV. Uh, thank you, Liquid IV, for allowing us to have a lot of fun as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, IV, shout out to Liquid IV. I mean, I, yeah, Liquid IV has saved me in the last couple of weeks like you wouldn't imagine him yeah because of course i spent a week in la mm-hmm. i was doing wild things in la wild Tim. things and when i tell you that i took your advice mm-hmm. and i dr- drank one before going out mm-hmm. drank one uh, right when i came back and i woke up the next day feeling like a new man every oh, day yeah dude that's shout out Liquid IV. that's the way you gotta go uh but for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It is time for some news, everyone. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. 
Story number one, Spider-Man 2's new story trailer and PS5 bundle are consumed by Venom. This comes from Sean Hollister at The Verge. Uh, we knew Peter Parker and Miles Morales would return to fight Kraven and Venom on October 20th, but we have we had very little hint as to the plot. Now, Sony and Insomniac have released the first full story trailer for Marvel's Spider-Man 2, and it's an epic one. Also, Sony has revealed a limited edition PS5 bundle you can buy alongside the game, which comes with its own controller, both featuring the symbiote consuming Spider-Man shiny red and turning it pure black. If you've already got a PS5, Sony will sell the same console covers and controller separately too, though it hasn't shared prices yet. Hell That's yeah. awesome. Really love that they're doing that. Exactly. That That's seems, the way it should be done. Yeah, exactly. It seems very un-Sony too, so yeah. good on them. <laughs> have you gotten a chance to watch this trailer i did do you want to watch it again, i was gonna say though? can we watch it again i feel like because i want to watch, watch it again, again. <laughs> you, you down for that barrett of course he is here let's go. go baby we're not hearing it though oh yeah we're not hearing the audience might be but we can't currently barrett do we have the technology to make this happen we have the power we have the time to hear but yeah while bear's getting that set up the how do you feel about the ps5 do you do you like how it looks i personally don't but i never really like the gimmicky collector's edition-y type thing. Mm -hmm. I like I like minimalism. I like simple and clean. They nailed it. If the PS5 is going to look like a crazy rocket ship, I want it to be Stormtrooper with pops of blue. And they gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm on both sides of it where I I like the amount of effort they put into it. Like, I want to see more PS5s like this. I'm a big fan of just red and black as a color combination. And so mm -hmm. when I first see it, I'm like, okay, this looks cool. But first, whatever reason, I don't know if it is just the design itself. There's something about it that's not sticking with me you know what mm -hmm. i mean like the sim the symbiote isn't literally sticking to me right. um but yeah I don't, like it's not one that i think i'm gonna go to the store and pick up but it's one that i appreciate the fact that it exists right i appreciate the spider-man fans who are also big venom people mm -hmm. venom. having something available to them that they can go and be like all right cool let me rep this venom ps5 because that was i think for me the coolest ps4 was probably Spider the spider-man yeah. ps4 and that was just pure red with the spider-man logo on that, that for me that so was cool. so clean yeah. and i love that it was thing um I don't, this doesn't have that same quality to me but also i just maybe it's the shape of the ps5 maybe that just makes trying to design around it weird i don't know what's not hitting for me with this with this design but yeah i think for me it just isn't a personal hit i do think that like i shout out to them for the design like i feel like it's a little bit uh more out there than we we normally see and it's mm -hmm. not just kind of like maybe the logo over and over and over in ways it's like for this sure. feels designed which i appreciate from them and it very much in line with their aesthetic they've been building of the the venom kind of taking Symbio over type stuff. I like slowly. the controller um, yeah. just because it's got like the little bit a uh, hint of red there where it's mostly yeah. just kind of a black controller which I'm down for. I agree with that. And then cuz my problem with the PS4 Spidey controller was that it was like half glossy and I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that for, mm -hmm. like, a, a thing I'm touching all the time. So hopefully that's not the case here because, yeah, I'd be super down for that controller. I'm thinking about the face, uh, face plates too, though. Bless. They're yeah. so cool. Michael Sullivan in the chat was saying, I wish we could uh, just get skins for the people that already have a PS5. You can. Like, yeah, you can just that's buy what the, the face plates, plates are. Uh, separately, which I think is really cool. And I love that they've been doing this. And um, it's funny because, like, you know, PlayStation and Xbox have always had kind of different um, ways of different strategies when it comes to their their controllers and xbox is just like literally anything you want yeah. and you can literally customize them yourselves and playstation's been a bit more like we're gonna like do it ourselves and like slowly drip feed it i feel like the ps5 they've done a really good job of maintaining quality where their controllers look good across the board they're not getting to the point that we're getting like 
orange camo, and it's like, why the fuck are we doing? I mean, we did camo? get camo though. I forget if it was orange, but we got some weird camo. People that... like camo though, but it's like I'm, yeah, I'm but, saying. Like, I want to the... meet these people that love camo so much. I mean, because yeah. I don't understand. One. It. He works across from you at your desk. Mike? Oh, Mike is a yeah. camo guy? Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, I guess that makes sense. He's a, uh, he's he's a, a camo weird. controller, dude. <laughs> no, yeah, also, now, I'm starting, now I'm PC. starting to understand the demographic. <laughs> <laughs> we figured out the PC audio if you guys want to finally watch this trailer. I would love to watch this trailer. A lot's happened in the last 10 years. It's a miracle I'm even sitting here now. I got a second chance. The Harry Osborne review. I'm going to take advantage of that. But I need you with me, Pete. I can't look at this. This is this is not him. World. That motherfucker right there yeah. is not real. <laughs> it's, it's not my Peter Parker. <laughs> they know what they have, man. <laughs> hey guys, this is my best friend Harry. Hey, good to meet you. Good job, huh? Still gonna have time for tutoring? We'll figure it out. So I didn't sick. know there were bears in these woods. Yuri, man. I have another name for you. Craven. He's here on some kind of hunt. No, if you need me, I'm just a call away. Hey, you don't know God. what you took from me. This scene right here. Come on. All Miles talks about is how to be a better Spider-Man. How to help you. What the hell is going on with Pete? He's not himself. Go help him. This was our dream. I'm not going to lose him. We're going to kill the world. That's Peter, right? I think no. so. Like that's obviously either Peter or Harry, but I couldn't tell from the back. Which yeah, can you can you go back to that one? They look very similar. They, yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be Harry. Harry? Uh, the head shape is, yeah. It's, it, hard it's to really tell hard to tell. Because Peter's got, like, the updated hair, which I'm going to be honest, like, doesn't look good. The chat's saying it's Harry. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the, the line that's said there of we're going to heal the world is a callback to Harry's first line in the trailer. Oh, wait. Can you, pl can you play that again? I missed that. So, hold on. I'll play. We're going to heal the world. Here now. I got a second chance. I'm going to take advantage of that. But I need you with me, Pete. We're going to heal the world. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's probably Harry. Which that pretty much confirms Harry's venom, right? I mean, or it's trailer misdirection. I mean, of course. Okay, yeah. So, Harry Osborn, 1,000% venom. Yeah. Man, this looks so good. Like, yeah. just in terms of Spider-Man, in terms of story, the performances are so good. Yuri is one of my favorite Spider-Men, and like I just love that we're getting so much more of this. I love that Miles is aged up even more. Mm -hmm. They seem like true partners on, like, a Spider-Man perspective, which is dope. There's something about the facial animation that, like, and and I, I just can't get over that, that Peter. Like, it's just a hard, I, a hard I'm thing to get I'm glad I'm not past. alone, because I, like... Can I, we also talk about MJ really quick? That's I, a different person. It's a different person, but I like, I like this MJ. I don't know. Like, I like how this MJ looks. I hate how this Peter looks. Uh, Harry Osborn just looks like a dude, and I like what they did with Miles. That's where I'm at with all the, with yeah. All the characters. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about this that I, I... The fact that they focus so much on I get it, it's a story trailer, but 
Um, the game's beautiful otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, this is hype as hell. And like again, we're sold on this game. Like I don't feel like like I'm so good. I don't need to see anything more at this point. Uh, but seeing this trailer, it's like, man, can't wait to play this. I think it's going to be a super special Venom story that I've been wanting for a long time. We so haven't gotten a good one. What are your th- What are your theories with? venom and how that's all going to go in terms of the symbiote getting to peter and maybe like because the the theory that i've talked to greg and janet about and like i'm going to combine this with, with the theory that i gave to you earlier this week mm-hmm. is um you know i think greg was talking about how well harry is going to be the one to introduce the symbiote to peter or to to new york right but then that like the symbiote is going to end up getting on peter and it's mm-hmm. going to probably maybe transfer to peter to another character earlier this this week i was talking about how my theory was that peter parker was just going to become venom all the way and this game would end with you having to play as miles morales and taking out peter parker um and him being full full venom this trailer is probably the most we've gotten hints of no harry osborne is actually going to be full venom um especially with that we're gonna heal the world situation going on um for you what does this do in, in terms of where you think they're gonna take the story I- I don't know. I feel I think we're going to get multiple Venom in yeah. this. Um, and I think that that's an interesting proposition we were talking about on the post show a couple of days ago because we don't normally see that. Like we haven't seen a story where Peter Parker becomes Venom. It's just like black suit, Spider-Man, whatever. Yeah. I think that Insomniac has a, a great opportunity to tell something fresh with that as the premise. Uh, I'm not convinced that's exactly what's going to happen. I do think Harry will be Venom for some part of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about your theory about it ending with a Peter Miles fight, but I do think a Peter Miles fight is inevitable in this. Mm-hmm. But how interesting would it be if it did end with it and it ended with Miles having to kill Peter? I would love that. Like, <laughs> like kill your past if you need to, right? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I like the idea of it. Bear, I just sent you a tweet on assets. This came from Cameron Kennedy, uh, I believe, this morning, where he, he gave his take on the trailer saying that I've been thinking about how the symbiote gets the big white spider and the spidey powers from attaching to Peter first. But the claws, teeth, and tongue in size being there could be kind of neat to explain as coming from Lizard. And you look at the side-by-side, and I can kind of see the the comparison there with how Venom looks mm. with how um, the Lizard looks, right? Like, they have similar builds. The tongue thing is there. The teeth is similar. The claws are similar. Um, I think that could be a really interesting place to take it, and especially when you're talking about the big white spider on the suit coming from Peter. I think that's an interesting theory, and I think there's something there. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm just here for this. Like I, Again, Spider-Man is a world that we've uh, seen so many different times done well. So fresh new takes and like slight little twists go such a long way. Like, like The reason that Spectacular Spider-Man was always my favorite um, adaptation of Spider-Man in, in TV is that it kind of was, took the familiar and made it just a little bit different so that I was on my toes. We've now had that a million different times, like including uh, the MCU version of Spider-Man, which is like what you know, but a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this, the Insomniac world, they built out so well to kind of do the, the James Gunn thing of like, hey, y'all don't care about the Guardians, so we're going to use that as an op- opportunity to just make awesome characters you fall in love with. And I feel like the choice for Spider-Man, one, to use Mr. Negative as the bad guy, at least in the promotional material and the way that they presented the game was like an inspired choice because the majority of the world's not familiar with him. It's not the green goblin. It's not venom. It's not Sandman. It's like, Oh, this new guy. And the way that they're interweaving the world into this sequel, the shot of miles confronting. Yeah. Martin Lee and yeah. Just being like, you don't know what you took from me. It's like, Oh my God. That's the I thing didn't that's... recognize who he was when I watched the trailer last night. I was like, <laughs> Why is Miles? Yeah, mad I was like, at what are you mad at this guy? <laughs> he's, he's, oh, just a dude. he's got the long hair, and that really threw me off. No, but so the thing is, Miles sounds really angry there, 
right? Mm, you think you got like, that little bit of that symbiote in him? I mean, I don't think he needs it. I think <laughs> they probably, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they played off something about anger. Yeah. Being well, see, and that was my, that, I, that comes back to my read of like Peter being maybe the major Venom, right? Versus just getting the black suit is the fact that, yeah, you have two characters that have reason to be angry, two characters that have reason to rage, especially Miles when you're talking about and reintroducing Martin Lee into the story and having that confrontation happen and Miles probably having to learn and see Peter devolve into what he's devolving into, right? Like, yeah, Peter is coming off of just losing. I mean, it's bullish for Spider-Man 1. Peter's coming off of losing Aunt, um, uh, I was going to say Aunt MJ, <laughs> uh, Aunt May, right? Like, that, he is coming off of a dark place and I imagine that whatever is going on in, in this game, wherever they're going to take his character, probably you know, doing the, the stereotypical Peter Parker thing of struggling to pay bills, struggling in his personal life, doing mm -hmm. all that stuff. They're gonna, I think they're going to have him on this downward emotional trajectory and the symbiote attached to him and he just feeds into it and Miles probably in a similar place with, you know, re, um, re, having to reconfront Martin Lee and then whatever else they throw at him, right? Like, I think you're going to see them both dip and then Miles have to like, be the one to bring him up and yeah. be the one to hopefully like either bring peter up or go damn like let's it i think it could be really cool for him to recreate the peter doc ock moment in the first game but it's miles and peter right damn like you were the homie like you were my, my mentor and now i gotta take you out i think that could be a really cool way to take it they got they, they gotta be so delicate with it they though do. like yeah. yeah like if you're gonna do that it needs to be worth it but i again i trust this team i think this is gonna be yeah. something special and here I, and i like the fact that spider-man stories can be so different from what we've gotten in the past and i think insomniac knows that and even from from spider-man one we, we've seen them mess, mess around with what their spider-man looks like i love the idea that this could be a, a I love the idea that they can give us something that we just don't see coming. And I think that's something we, we wouldn't see coming. But you're right, that they would have to really nail that. Like, yeah. they would have to line up those pieces perfectly to pull that off. Yeah. Really Man. quick, I just want to point out, I, I find it interesting just because the tease at the end of Spider-Man 1, obviously, they've been working with uh, the Venom symbiote in some way, shape, or form when it comes to treating Harry. Um, which for years I've been saying like they're probably going more of the ultimate spider path of like, you know, they created a suit that they wanted to like cure cancer and like all of these uh, uh, diseases. Uh, but it seems like they're going to do like more of a mix of that with the classic like the symbiotes from space kind of stuff because it seems like here is where they're discovering it clash uh, crash landing on Earth and then trying to use it to uh, cure a bunch of diseases and stuff, which I find cool. Yeah, me too. I think, again, like, take little elements that we've had before, but, like, tell a fresh story with it. Uh, and, yeah, like, from the game, adding the gameplay trailer that we saw earlier to this, I'm like, man, I can't wait to play this. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to be They're so They're doing smooth, all the right so things in, that, in this marketing lead-up, and I, I, I like the fact that it took this long for us to get that gameplay breakdown, and it was as long as it was. And now, you know, the game is only a few months away, but we're at Comic-Con, and so, boom, let's give them a story trailer that we're going to go crazy about. I think Hold on a second. They're treating this in all the right ways. I've only seen this trailer uh, twice now, yeah. and backing up what Cameron Kennedy was saying, don't we just straight up see Venom on, or the symbiote on Lizard? Yeah. I mean, in this trailer. Yeah. Yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And maybe that could be, that could oh, be a fight him, with that's Peter. Him, that's him struggling with the Venom, it seems, too while he's on lizard yeah interesting yeah cameron's on to something yeah i mean that's cool right oh whoa whoa, whoa 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 marco maselli says that's spider-man well on top of him yeah, yeah. like you yeah. see spider-man on top of lizard but it looks like there's a struggle of 
Yeah, he's struggling with the symbiote. Spider-Man looks like right here he is struggling to keep the symbiote, and maybe that is him either sucking it away from Lizard or maybe him and Lizard doing like a Dragon Ball well, Z clash. I, like, <laughs> of the how, like, I, or is it just him fighting? I, I wonder. Well, he's like grabbing his head like, oh, something's like something's affecting wrong. him. Something's messing him up. Like, I forget mm-hmm. if this is in the comics as well. So I'm sorry that I'm bringing up Spider-Man 3, right, with, like, high-pitched noises. Yeah. Is that a thing that always, like, sets off uh, the symbiote? Because yeah. I wonder if, like, Lizard Scream fucks with that. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. That makes sense. He's yelling. Yeah, so he's yelling. Causing the shit. Oh, I'm so excited I'm, for this, Yeah, I'm man. very excited. October 20th, dude. Three months. Pretty much to the day. And think about how many big games we got until then. I know. We got Arcore. We got oh, Starfield. man. What a time. When does Mario Wonder come out? Gamer. <laughs> uh, the same day as this. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a couple questions from the audience here. Gary the Third says, with the release of the new story trailer of Spider-Man 2, do you think we get a brief introduction of Gwen Stacy? Do we think this will lead to a Gwen-focused game like Miles Morales? Given the popularity of the character, I hope to see her soon. I really want I don't that. think so. You do really want it. Well, I want it, yeah. It, we're, it, as far as is it going to happen, I don't know. Like, I think, I think there's a chance, but... Uh, I think it would be really cool to have a Gwen Stacy game that is Spider-Man Gwen Stacy, right? In the way that we got Spider-Man Miles Morales. I think there's there's a market for that. The character's gotten more popular. And yeah, like I, I think that'd be really dope. But I don't know how they introduce it in a story that seems like already it's grappling with a lot. Yeah, I'm firmly in the boat that I don't want a Gwen Stacy introduced into this universe just because of, I like that this universe is its own thing. And if Gwen Stacy was introduced in the way that we're talking about it, it'd be some multiverse stuff. And I really want multiverse to not be a part of Insomniac Spider-Man. Like mm. stay pure to your own thing. Like we're multiverse out at this point. Um, and I feel like there are so many other interesting characters that could be brought in. If you're trying to introduce a third, specifically a female one, I feel like Silk is the character that hasn't got her due yet. And I think Insomniac can make that a moment. Um, Gwen, at this point, has like the name recognition. And I feel like if there were to be a Miles Morales type game that is just like a smaller thing that maybe wasn't even part of this universe, it was a different universe and it looked like Gwen's universe from the movies. Like, imagine that. That'd be really cool. Like, if, and I can see Insomniac having a lot of fun, like getting to flex their Ratchet and Clank kind of more zany, crazy, colorful backgrounds and stuff a little more. That could be super cool. But yeah, I don't know about Gwen in this world and with the age that our characters are and like, I don't want Spider-Gwen at least in okay. this. Um, but hey, they can get real creative and come up with something that feels fresh and different and just don't use the multiverse. You feel me? I, no, I feel you on the multi. I'm so tired of multiverses, if I'm being honest, right? Like I, I'm down for a cross and beyond the Spider-Verse to do it. I'm down for everybody, uh, every, everything ever all at once. But now that like everything has a multiverse, I am like, all right, I'm good. But I even in this, I wasn't even thinking multiverse. I was just thinking just introduce a Gwen Stacy that is part of this universe that also could be aspired to Gwen. But I also don't know how that lines up with comics and what uh, the story has been with Gwen. And so yeah. I don't know what the balance is there. Um, and then let's see. The next thing is uh, Nitro says yesterday we got that hot new Spider Man two trailer showing characters with new haircuts. Rate Miles, Peter, MJ, and Harry's haircuts on the KF scale. Thanks for all that you do. Honestly, I'm just not a fan of any of the haircuts. I yeah. feel like Miles, I like the most, but even that, not in love with. Mm-hmm. But I'll get used to him. Yeah, I with uh, let's see, Peter, zero out of five. <laughs> I just can't get behind this Peter. I don't like this Peter. My man looks fucking washed. Hold on, let me see. Like this, what, look who at is who's, this? who is this man? I don't know. That I don't know him. Back there isn't real. <laughs> um, Harry. 
two out of five. Harry looks like a goober, I'm going to be honest. He does. <laughs> he does. But hey, like, you know, I don't know this guy yet. Maybe once I get to know him, he'll grow on me. Uh, MJ, I think it's cool. I like MJ. Um, yeah, I don't like. I've never seen this person in my life. <laughs> I just know, man. You're not, you're not messing with this, with this MJ? I'm just not. I don't know. But, like, whatever. It's not. I'm giving this MJ a 4 out of 5. I'm also giving Miles a 4 out of 5. I like that they're evolving um, Miles' hair uh, from previous games. I like that they're showing growth. I like that, like, I, I like that as storytelling. The fact that he went from, like, his shorter hair to, all right, let's grow it out, into more of, like, a, almost like a Killmonger-style uh, thing. But it's more, like, um, like starter lock style. I know there's... There's discourse online whether or not this is a good or bad uh, Miles hairstyle. I like it. I can see the critiques, but yeah, like I'll I'll land on a four out of five. Yeah, not my fave, um, but real stoked for the game regardless. Story number two, we got Big Mike Howard joining us to talk about some games that he saw. He's been talking mighty game against some indie games recently, but here he is. About to talk about a few indies that he saw that I think he's pretty excited about. Ain't that right, Mike? This is crazy, Tim. I'm back again for an mm-hmm. awesome indie report with What's Snowbike up, Mike. Mike. Boop, 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 boop. Guess what, everybody? What's up? I got some indies to tell you about. <laughs> and they're pretty freaking good, Bless. And I have one, two, actually, mm-hmm. that are right up your alley, Bless. Oh, snap. When I played them, I said, oh, man, Blessing's going to like these. Tim, mm-hmm. I teamed up with Team 17 last week to go hands-on with a couple of their new indie games coming your way. And I got three that I got to tell you about. Of course, one is my all-time favorite. One of my all-time favorite games, Blessing. Moving right. Out is getting the sequel. Moving Out 2. And Tim, mm-hmm. how do you recreate perfection? How do you elevate already a great game? Well, there's only one critique that they had from the first one. No online co-op. Mm-hmm. And so what did they do? They answered the call. They have made this online co-op for you and your friends, so you don't have to just be on the couch. You can play it online, and that is exactly what needs to happen. Of course, if you don't know what Moving Out is, Moving Out is from the people who made Overcooked. And, of course, when you think of Overcooked, you think of a cute, fun, friendly art style, awesome couch couch co-op gameplay, family-friendly, where you can play with anyone. But, of course, it always got a little too hot in the kitchen, right, Bless? Yeah, it did. People got a little too uptight. Oh, yeah. Gears were grinding. I'll, I'll be real. I the hated it. The pressure was on. Exactly, Bless. It. And you know so what? They found the right formula with moving out. Mm-hmm. Moving out took exactly all of the fun of Overcooked, the wacky, zany nature of the game, working together to complete all the food orders. And they said, you know what? What if we take that pressure, that Blessing felt that would make him hate the game, mm-hmm. and we just took it down two games? Yeah. And it worked. I like moving out. And it out. worked. And so guess what? Moving Out 2 is coming out, and it's going to be really, really freaking good. I can't wait to see it. They've actually changed up some of the gameplay, so it's not just only Moving Out, but they've had two other game modes where you'll be able to do inside of that. It's very still Moving Out. You're moving objects, but it will be a fun, fresh take on it, which is A little really more cool. party game, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, and all of the objects now are kind of like dynamic, and they'll have things happening. So like when you're moving a treasure chest, coins will be falling out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just being stat. Uh, static objects in the first one, which I thought was a nice touch, you know, elevating the game. Up next, Blessing, you know I love Fall Guys. Oh, I, I love getting crowns. Oh, yeah. I'm a Battle Royale dude. You're a bad You're dude. the Battle Royale poppy, though. I don't know if I'd say that. Well, I have the Battle Royale for you. Oh, what is that? It's a rhythm-based Battle Royale. Can you catch the beat? Can you stay on the beat? Do you like music? Guess what, Bless? <laughs> 
This is the game for you. This was this is called Headbangers. Headbangers. This was at a thing recently, right? Correct. So this is Headbangers. This is a 30-person battle royale with cute, funky, weird pigeons. So instead of your Fall Guys beans, it's pigeons. And I promise you, when I say Fall Guys, I mean it looks exactly like Fall Guys from the menu to mm-hmm. the store, everything. But the mm-hmm. cool part about this is there's 25 different mini games that you will play. Three rounds. Of course, you're eliminating people after each round. It's mm-hmm. really, really cool. You'll see all the cute pigeons up on screen. They have really fun intros for each game. So every single different minigame has a different intro that you load into. Really cute, well thought out. And each one is super fun. I had a tough time. Mm-hmm. I had a tough time with a lot of these. I'll tell you what, because yeah. I can't catch them. You're not a rhythm guy, I right? can't catch the beat. Because like, yeah. they'll have Simon Says, essentially, where they'll be like, B, A, B, and you'll hit that, right? And then they'll elevate that to B, A, B. X, Y, right? And you have to start catching these rhythms. And once it got to like five button presses, I was like, nope, I can't do this. And I started losing, right? They had another fun mini game that I played where it would be, what's that sound? And so they would play two sounds and you would have to figure out what instrument it is. But they had the wheel up there that would show you what instrument it is and you would hover over it and it would play the sound for you. So it's like, who can guess what instrument oh, it is the fastest? Okay. And so as you're playing through these, you're adding up your points, right? And so like, the top 20 will move on to the next one. The top 10 will move on. And then you get to the finale where you're battling other pigeons mm-hmm. and who will win. So, Blessing, put this down for real. I walked away going, man, I can't stop thinking about this. And now I want to play to win. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah Even though real. you're not good at it. You're oh, just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know me. I want to win yeah. on these yeah. battle royales. And it was I, the I'm, first time I walked away going, man, I, I, I'm mad that I didn't win. I believe it's on my Blessing Super Fun Game release calendar because, yeah, this is what I'm looking forward to. And I, I love hearing that uh, you're, you had a fun time with it. As that. it should. It's right. And my final one, Blasphemous 2. Of course, if you don't know mm-hmm. Blasphemous 1, this is a badass Metroidvania Dark Souls type video game, right? Ooh. 2D, really, really dope art style. A lot of gothic inspiration here. It is dark. It's gritty. The first one was mean. It was punishing. It was difficult, right? And this team did the exact same thing. They said, we're going to make a super difficult game, and we're going to absolutely give you the art style and story that is going to make you go, wow. Barrett, can you go back like 10 seconds? There's something about 2D pixel art-based like platformer-type games that uh, when there's that slowdown of frames when an attack happens, like we see it, uh, I think, right here in this next shot, he does like an uppercut motion here. And it does that like mm. framey thing. Oh, I love it, man. It feels it's so, so crunchy. Good. Yeah, it's crunchy. That's a good word for it. And so, of course, the team has made a brand new story, a brand new game. You don't have to play the first one to know what's going on. If you've played the first one, you'll get the hints of like, oh, I know what's going on here. They elevated it. Three weapons now oh. to choose from in this game that you will be able to switch off between during the gameplay. So you can find a weapon that works for you. You can try new things. There will be new badass monsters and bosses to defeat. This is a Andy and Blessing joint if you have ever seen it. I know the first one was super difficult, but playing this one, I had a ton of fun with it, and I didn't want to let go of the sticks. Nice. Awesome. Dude, these are three really cool looking games. So those are that is your awesome indie report with Snowbike Mike. Of course, I love indie games. Of course you do. Unlike what Greg says. I know. Mm. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Team 17. When, when did Greg this? <laughs> <laughs> you missed out on an incredible episode. Tim had to shut it down. It was crazy. Uh, Team 17 putting out some really good ones. Those are coming your way very, very soon. I believe two of them are coming out in August. So keep your eye out for Headbangers, Moving Out 2, and Blasphemous 2. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for joining us.
Mike's going to be joining also, us later for a whole bunch of fun streams all day. Also, me and Bless are on a softball team now. I don't know if you know. Yeah. All right, I got all fixed, too. I'm on pretty your team Pretty gassed now. up. Pretty, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to set the tone. Uh-huh. Week yeah. one, we're just bringing some brewskis. We're just bringing some brewskis. You know brewskis what I mean? A little cooler. A little, little cooler what? brewskis. Week two, Gatorade Jello shots. Okay. Right? Why not? Let's get the Week team loosened two. up. Let's have some fun. Mike was very upset because they didn't make him captain. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry very for that. But we're all working our way up. Week four, keg stands. We're going to get a pony Shut keg. Fuck keg stands. Keg stands in the dugout. How do you feel about this, Bless? Oh, I'm so excited for it. Yes? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm partly nervous because it's going to be me, Mike, and a bunch of strangers yeah. on, a, on a softball team. And so, like, it's going to be me who I'm going to be laid back and chill. And it's going to be Mike who's going to, like, be Mike, be Mike, right? And I'm sure going to be buttonheads the captain <laughs> of this team. But I can't wait for it. I, I, I'm sure it's going to be adapted into a sitcom eventually. Yeah, so. I can't wait for the, the stories here. So the games daily that you missed, mm-hmm. I don't even remember the context. But Greg was going off in a way that only Greg can where mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to be seen with you. I don't want to be recorded. I don't want this live stream to thousands of people because i don't know what this man's about to say he had an energy going but then mike comes in and like i don't remember the context but just started saying fuck indie games and it just had this like extremely anti-indie agenda i was just shouting he's like i only care about triple a fuck your indie games fuck it. and greg greg like panicked and turned into me all of a sudden he's like stop no 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 and it was like greg now you understand what it's That's like so when someone's funny. just unhinged saying a bunch of shit so anyway here That's, we have mike I, I, out you know what i appreciate an anti-indie agenda Don't, let's talk about it me, let's talk about it all right you're God, I've cut his it. mic i've cut his just mic cut the mic everyone i'm also offended because mike did in passing tell me about this softball thing and then never fucking followed up with me so now I take that personally, Bless. Oh, man. Is my mic on? Is this all so right? much is going on. Damn. Um, I'm going to use this moment, Bless, to yeah. transition to the ad read. Mm. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Y'all know how much I love to stay hydrated, and Liquid IV makes it easier and better than ever to ensure that I'm always living my best, most hydrated life. And you can too. Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America, is now available in sugar-free with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, and you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors white peach green grape and lemon lime let me tell you the white peach is good it's real good we hear it kind of funny swear by this stuff one stick of liquid iv in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone real people real flavor real hydrating now sugar-free grab your liquid iv hydration multiplayer sugar-free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code kind of funny at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you use promo code kind of funny at liquidiv.com story number three arcane could be going back to single player this comes from hiring crier at games radar it looks like arcane austin's headed back to its roots after the red fall debacle earlier today a new arcane austin job listing for a lead technical engineer was spotted by eagle-eyed twitter users the job might not at first appear to give anything away about the game it's associated with but arcane austin is after someone who has familiarity with single-player action rpgs and immersive sims if this doesn't sound like the vast majority of arcane's back catalog we don't know what does arcane is a studio that's cut its teeth on immersive sims over the past few decades especially with co-founder harvey smith hailing from looking glass studios which helped pioneer the immersive sim genre with games like deus ex bless yep let me ask you a question what's up what is an immersive sim 
Oh man, that's a deep question, Tim. Uh, immersive Sims are games like Deus Ex, games like Thief, games like Dishonored, uh, and the like, right? Where it is, you have choice on how you want to approach a situation, right? Like, their games are way more systems-driven, where it is, all right, I can go in stealth, I can go in guns blazing, I can take a path through vents, I can take a like the uh, straightforward and, like, figure out my lockpicking skill and, and get through the level that way, right? Basically, like, there are these open-ended games that allow you to play the way you want to play, and Arcane is fairly known for that between all their games, you know, some more than others, but when you think of Dishonored especially, or you think of something like Prey that, you know, does... These games make you min-max, like, real hard on what you want to do. And so for Prey, it really was, okay, I want to go all in on my, like, uh, alien, like, skill and lean into that and lean into all these alien abilities, or I want to lean into stealth and like stealth around and all that stuff that stuff is really fun and it's like it's a genre that i feel like only games journalists are really into in this weird way like these games do not sell and that's why you see games like deus ex end up going away after a while um and like a lot even dishonored right like the the last dishonored was 2017 with death of the outsider like these these games come and go but a lot of their elements end up staying and so now when i talk about immersive sims i'm thinking of games like zelda tears of the kingdom where you can solve all these puzzles in all these different ways because the game is entirely built around these systems that are meant to be manipulated and used in the way that the player uh, deems fit right like used in a way that allows player freedom in how you play um and so yeah like the fact that arcane austin is uh hiring again for single player like it's I feel like the the reporting here, not the reporting, but like the idea that this means they're gonna make a single player thing next is kinda loose. Just cause like I think just because you're early on in your next project and you're hiring somebody that could do single Someone player. Someone that's familiar with somebody single that's familiar, player action RPG. It's like sure, maybe you're still trying to figure out what you're trying to do, right? I wouldn't doubt that Arcane Austin is in a place where they're still concepting out what they want their next game yeah. to be and they're very early on that. And so yeah, like a familiarity with single player doesn't mean much. Like that same I'm on the job posting right now and it also asks for people with experience with network and online features. Which again, does that mean multiplayer? Does that just mean multiplayer? Like who knows? Yeah. Um but what do you think? I mean, I don't think that the next Arkane Austin game would be single player. Me it too. sounds like they didn't even want to make <laughs> Redfall, right? And they were hoping that that got shut down. That felt like a top, uh, from the top down decree from Zenimax and Bethesda during that multiplayer games of service era where they're putting out games like Fallout 76 and Wolfenstein Youngblood. Redfall seems like it's of that wave of Bethesda games. And Arcane, their bread and butter are these single player immersive sims. That's what they know how to make. That's what they're incredible at, at making. And I, I think Arcane Austin could be a death loop away from mainstream success. You know, like Prey, Prey was dope. Like Prey was good for what it was, but it didn't hit the like the, the sales success that I'm sure they could have they would have wanted from that. Deathloop is the arcane game that I believe Barrett describes as like this is their mainstream album. This is the th- this is their stadium album. This is the thing that they're making for the masses. And Deathloop hit because all those things lined up, right? They thought about it in a way of what appeals to people. How do we make this more approachable? How do we make this more appealing? And they nailed that. I think Arkane Austin can get to that. And I and it's that weird thing of I kind of like Arkane Austin for what they are too. So I don't I don't want them to sacrifice what makes them good. But if they can have find a happy medium of this is what's going to make us successful and this is what's going to speak to our audience and our skill set, I think that'll be the dream. 
Yeah, um, they're just, you know, yeah, we lost camera feed, but it's back. Um, Deathloop was the 18th most downloaded game on the PlayStation Store in 2021 in the U.S. and Canada. Mm. Arcane stated in February 2023, so just a few months ago, uh, that the game had reached 5 million players. So that's pretty successful for uh, one of those type of games, yeah. um, especially being tied to just PS5 so early on in its life cycle for so long. Um, do you think that, what if they are working on a single player game? Is it Deathloop 2? Is it a Dishonored game? Is it something new? So Arcane Austin and Arcane Austin um, is known for Prey, right? Like that was their latest thing. Arcane Leon over in France, they're the ones that do Deathloop. They're the ones that did Dishonored. Mm-hmm. And I, ooh, that's actually a really good question of what, like, does Arcane Austin just adopt Dishonored? Do they just adopt a Deathloop and do, do a sequel to Deathloop? I don't think that if Deathloop 2 is happening, I would think Arcane Leon would do it because that, they have the skill set. They already have the, like, they know what that game is. Um, I could see Arcane Austin maybe trying Prey too, because Prey is really cool. Like, there are a lot of things about Prey that I think could work on um, a mainstream level. At the end of the day, it's just a sci fi, um, like, a space sci-fi game and that works for a lot of people and correct me like one of the dlcs that you really attached to was like wasn't there like a roguelite thing yeah it was um moon crash i believe it was uh, is what it was okay. and funny enough like sadly i didn't get into moon crash as much as i wanted wanted to mm. uh i beat prey i played through prey just so i could play that moon crash dlc because <laughs> i watched a daniel dwyer video <laughs> a dwyer video about it and um like that dlc was a hit for again like a small sector of the audience but for that audience that really hit and again like i think there's something there would you like them to follow up like maybe not a prey to but just on that idea of like uh, an arcane austin developed roguelike game uh, of just like uh, them trying to figure out like what can we do what's popular what's hot right now would that be something i think for sure yeah i think there would be some i think there could be something there i think yeah if you're thinking about it of they make their own returnal style game i think that could be really cool Mm. but at the same time it's tough because the thing, like the thing about Returnal that works about Returnal is that it's a third-person shooter and it's very action-heavy and it's very fast and it's very flashy. Prey Mooncrash, even though that audience loved it, is still very slow and kind of low-key and kind of like you gotta be a nerd about this shit to appreciate to appreciate what that is. Like you gotta love Prey and love those mechanics and want to just play way more of that in a in a roguelite way. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to sit here and think that a immersive sim roguelite could blow up and end up selling really well. It'd be a really good game. Like, it would be a dope as fuck game. But those are two separate things. And so, I don't know what I what I'd want uh, uh, next from them. Like, I, if any, if anything, I just want them to get back to their roots. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like for them to realize something like a Redfall that was like, hey, here's a here's a, here's a shooter with vampires because like. In terms of the style, when we first saw those Redfall trailers, I think there was something there that worked. It's just the fact that the at, the product at the end of the day was not good. Mm-hmm. If they could figure out a, hey, no, we're going to present an idea, a setting that is going to excite people. We're going to pre- present a gameplay premise that's going to excite people. And we're actually going to see it through and use the talents that we have to make that work. Then I think they could have um, a hit on their hands. But I think they're just in a really tough place right now. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's move on to story number four. Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition bodes well for Ubisoft, says the CEO. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. 
The Ubisoft CEO, Yves Gamont, has said that Microsoft's bid to acquire Activision Blizzard can be viewed as a sign that Ubisoft is on the right track with its current business strategy. While the merger has often been framed as Microsoft seeking to purchase Call of Duty, Xbox Xbox boss Phil Spencer has consistently claimed that the $69 billion nice. deal is primarily driven by the company's mobile gaming ambitions. Of course, Activision Blizzard is also home to some of gaming's biggest worldwide brands, as well as leading live service and PC games, all areas Microsoft hopes to acquire a greater foothold in and which Ubisoft is pursuing as well. During Ubisoft's first quarter earnings call on Thursday, uh, the CEO is asked if he thinks Activision's deal will be a catalyst for further uh, mergers and acquisition activity in the space and if so what his view is on remaining independent in an industry that's consolidating he said quote i think it's good news that the transaction can go through because it's really showing the power of ips and where the industry is going so there will be lots of opportunities to in the future for all the companies and it's also showing the value of ips that can now be on console and pc but also mobile and become more worldwide brands and when we say worldwide it's really everywhere in the world and that's a fantastic opportunity and Microsoft's saying that the mobile part of the Activision deal is important. So all that investment we are making to be stronger on mobile are also in line with that. So all those elements will help the value of the company to grow. Nothing surprising being said, yeah. right? It's just like, hey, gaming's the biggest business there is. And there's a lot of money we're making. And there's a lot of money we could be making. Yeah. And he's out there. He's like, they're making money. We're making money too. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 the, the other thing I read from this too is that um mobile is becoming a bigger thing and more important thing and the fact that the microsoft activision acquisition in a large part is for that mobile library ubisoft has hella stuff um has hella mobile games in development stuff that they have made right and so when i look through the list of ubisoft games right now on their wikipedia and games that they have upcoming they have assassin's creed jade which is the assassin's creed mobile product they have um the division uh mobile game and they also have um uh, okay this is another assassin's creed mobile game so maybe it's listed here twice but like I mean, they've had great the rayman mobile games the platformers are fantastic oh yeah They're those so are really good. cool yes to run jungle rush whatever those were really good yeah and i know they have i'm like damn they ubisoft makes a lot of games you know what oddballers is <laughs> have you heard of oddballers yeah. apparently that was a ubisoft game yeah oddballers is a um a mic game uh, yeah, no, that, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Yeah, that is that is a mic game. I think that's a game that we streamed a couple weeks ago. That was like a party game esque thing, and it was awesome. The thing, the only thing that worries me with this, um, is in as with how it pertains to Ubisoft and the conversations we always have about, <laughs> about Ubisoft, is that they've had mobile games in the past that have come and gone real quick. Remember that game Wild Arena Survivors? Mm -hmm. That was originally a Far Cry game, mm -hmm. but they turned it into a mobile game. And they just released it in like, they released it in secret, practically. They are like, hey, this game's out, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anyone, <laughs> Don't please. tell anybody this game's out. Like, that, that was part of their mobile stuff, right? And like, I remember chat... This, this might be a kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, or tell me in chat. What, that, that Tom Clancy mobile game, Elite Squad... Was it something like that? Was that good? Like, how did that pan out? Was that successful? Were people playing that? Let me know. Let them know. Because I just don't, like, from from Ubisoft's past mobile pursuits, like, yes, they've had hits, like the Rayman stuff, and they've had other things, but they've had some shaky releases as oh, well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping it pans out for them, especially with Assassin's Creed and Division, because, like, those, those should be good. Mm -hmm. If you're going to put out those as mobile games, those should be fire. Yeah, especially Jade which like sounds dope yeah um but we'll see 
Story number five, High in Life seemingly coming to PlayStation. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Squanch Games High in Life seemingly won't be an Xbox console exclusive much longer as the game's been found in the PS4 back end. As reported by VGC, Twitter user Noble. How do you say it? It's not Noble. Well, it is in, in their uh, bio. They just say pronounce it Noble. Okay, fine. It's, it's, the real pronunciation is like Knoobel or something. But Yeah. Uh, spotted a PS4 version of the game that was listed on Orbis Patches, a website that tracks PS4 game updates. This suggests a version of the game exists on Sony platforms, despite no official announcement as of yet. Orbis Patches is dope. That's some cool yeah. shit. Um, cool. Yeah. Makes sense, right? You look at just games licensing deals, and like about a year out, that tends to be the time that these things happen. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. It's not announced yet, but feels yeah. like it's coming it bums me out whenever i'm reminded of, of this game because i played it really liked it and then a week later all the justin Rowland stuff came out and really tarnished my um like my attitude about it mm-hmm. right and like that's not the fault of the studio that's the fault of justin Rowland mm-hmm. and um like him being at the top of the studio and all the contributions he makes to stuff like this right because this is his voice it's his a lot of his writing all that stuff um but man it fucking sucks that a man can ruin my enjoyment of so many things. I know. So many things that I fucking love because I really enjoy uh, Rick and Morty and I've enjoyed so many of his things in the past. Um, but man, mm. when I, now when I think of High on Life, I think about him and I'm like, fuck, man, oh, why? Dude. But um, yeah, like High on Life, again, cool. Like it makes sense it's coming to PlayStation. Um, they also have DLC coming out, which I'm very curious about, but we shall see. Story number six EA Sports renews Premier League partnership, granting access to every club, player, and more comes from andy robinson at vgc um like i said ea sports renewed its partnership the publisher's been a lead partner of the premier league since the 2016-17 season while the licensing agreement with the league for its games goes back to the 1998-1999 campaign it was previously reported that the deal which grants ea exclusive game rights to the premier league would be worth 488 million pounds over six years uh, Euro. the deal, Euros. Uh, the deal comes as EA prepares to launch its new football franchise without the FIFA license, EA Sports FC. Pounds. <laughs> pounds? That's pounds, yeah. It's pounds. <laughs> We're so fucking useless. We don't know shit. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> Hold on. Um, let, me, let me triple check this. God, you made me. I, I felt so stupid. I was like, why did I even take this? No, you're right. I didn't know. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's like, why do they look so similar? You know? Both of those could be E's. <laughs> Um, EA Sports FC 24 will feature all 20 Premier League clubs, including every player, manager, stadium, kit, and more represented in-game, according to EA. This sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, um, since the deal with FIFA um, went up in flames, it's nice to see that EA has been able to continue on, like, getting the licenses that I think really are truly going to make that game shine, right? Like, cool. We, I, I think the, we can live without the FIFA license if they get Premier League, if we get the like the, the all the major soccer slash football leagues that exist in the world. If you're able to get those and not have FIFA, you'll be fine. Like we'll be okay with it. And so, yeah, it's nice to see that Premier League they're able to get because that's probably the biggest one yeah. um, to get if you're going to make this happen. And so, good on you, EA. Good on you, EA. Uh, final story here: the Borderlands movie has a date. Uh, they put, tweeted this out. Mark your calendars, everyone. August 9th, 2024. Let's go. It's finally happening. It's finally happening. Cinema is back, everybody. Y'all about to make this a, your entire personalities next year? No. Borderlands the movie? Nah, nah. Absolutely not. I wish. This, this doesn't have the prestige of a Twisted Metal, okay, Barrett? Exactly. It doesn't oh, have I, I the potential of a Gran Turismo. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, oh, I can't wait for Gran Turismo. Yeah. I mean, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's just going to sound so good in Dolby, man. There's nothing like the revving of an engine. 
I wish I cared. I, I love that for you. Yeah. But like, cool cars. If I wanted to hear that, I could just play play it on my PlayStation. You know. Yeah. Press the R two button to rev up my engine a little bit. You did it long enough, well enough. You too could go race in the real world. I don't, I don't have that passion. Yeah. Yeah. No. Am I gonna be trained? Am I gonna be trained up by the dude from Stranger Things? Is he know. gonna be my, my my personal trainer? Like, I guess I I just don't have the passion <laughs> to race. I yeah. don't know. Well, maybe one day. If it was a Forza Horizon movie and they're racing across Mexico, then you might have me. Mm, mm. They're just on regular tracks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, it's that going in circles. It's going in circles. Plus, a Forza Black. Horizon movie yeah. sounds so far away. It does. But if I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. do 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 yeah out today we got might and magic clash of heroes definitive edition on ps4 switch and pc lakers head it is finally time congratulations pikmin 4 is out on switch uh we did our uh our review of it over on the games cast you can check out mike giving his thoughts it's his very first pikmin uh and he was really excited about it so check that out there um Crime O'Clock is on PC and Switch. Uh, Pira and <laughs> Mithra O'clock. Amiibo from Super Smash Brothers from Fire Emblem, but because of Smash Brothers, are out today. Uh, the Crew Motorfest closed beta is on PC, PS5, Xbox Series. Uh, Brew Pub Simulator on PC. Decor on Switch. And Stephanie on PS4, 5, Xbox One, Series X, and PC. Beans in chat said Gran Turismo was pretty good. Beans, did you, did you watch it? And if so, when you say it's good... Is it Uncharted good, or is it like <laughs> really good, <laughs> or is it like Last of Us good? It's not. It's not. We know it's not Last of Us, good. but like we're on that spectrum. Is it? Because I thought Uncharted was fine. Like I didn't need to watch. If I'll put it this way, the Uncharted movie I watched for two reasons: because of the IP and because of Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo doesn't have Tom Holland, and I don't care about the IP like that. So if it's not way better than the Uncharted movie, I don't need to watch it. I think it's going to be. Really? I really do. All right. Yeah. Because I feel like there's things that can let us down about Uncharted. There's not things to let us down about Gran Turismo. But, like, what's going to let me up about dude, Gran Turismo? Dude, it's, just, it's a tried and true sports story, man. What? what which one? This way, the Gran Turismo story? Yeah. What's the story? That he played a video game and went, oh, man, I like this. I should do yeah, this in the, real the life. And then the hit underdog. up the guy from Stranger Things and was like, can you train me? And he got trained. Now, all of a sudden, he's a NASCAR driver? Yeah. Apply that to I'm sure. I'm sure I, I butchered like some that of that. they dropped the whole uh, side story of him falling in love with the car. <laughs> yeah, that, that was weird. Really, I, I think that you don't know. We haven't really seen it helped. yet. Yeah, I know. But in the trailers, it seems like he's falling in love with just like a normal human being. And yeah, I don't know. Lame. It just feels... It doesn't feel like it stands out. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I'm somebody, somebody said it's not NASCAR. F-Zero. I'm sorry. F-Zero would be sick. Dude, an F-Zero movie would be fire. Yeah. See, that's a racing movie I'll show up and see. Yeah. Make it just like the Speed Racer movie. Give it that kind of style. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, can you I, imagine? I would love that. Um, somebody corrected me. I, I said Fire Emblem. It was it's Xenoblade. Oh, uh, Pira and Mithra. And Mithra, yeah. Um, but I don't even remember what I was saying here. You just <laughs> finished I, out today. Yeah, Gran Turismo. I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Um, I will say I did watch because uh, uh, on kind of Feudy, Xenoblade came up because one of the questions was um, name a game that the mm-hmm. kind of funny that kind of funny gets flack for not playing. Um, Xenoblade, spoilers was one of the answers. Mm-hmm. And when I tweeted about Mex the other week, people were replying, "Hey, what about Xenoblade? What about Xenoblade?" And so yesterday I watched the Xenoblade 
Chronicles 3 review from IGN yeah. to see if, like, maybe it, yeah. should I pick this thing back up? Should I actually play through Xenoblade Chronicles 3? I didn't see one mech The mechs are in that Xenoblade Chronicles X. Andy laughing over here. I didn't see one goddamn The mechs are in X, which at this which point was a Wii U game, is locked right? to the Wii U. It's like one of the few games all motherfuckers hasn't, hasn't made it over yet. <laughs> y'all want me to pick you want y'all want me to to get the Wii U out of my closet and then purchase Xenoblade Chronicles X to play it? He'll y'all do are it. crazy. He'll yeah. do it. Y'all are crazy. No, I'm not doing that. Um, squad up time. Zen writes in with a little Pokemon sleep request here. Uh, go into the main menu and then the research community. You can add me on the top right with my code. Getting me candy and possibly growing our Snorlax bigger and stronger so we could become the best sleeper like no one ever was. P.S. I don't actually know the function of the community. <laughs> um, his code is 61569207 uh, bless an update from me. Mm-hmm. My Pokemon sleep did work last night. Oh. My Snorlax is sleeping well. He's growing. He's getting bigger and bigger. Andy, how does that make you feel? Wait, so <laughs> the, the Snorlax gets bigger the more Every you sleep? Every week, the more you sleep, the better sleep you get. Your Snorlax just gets bigger. I don't remember that from the Pokedex entry from Snor- Snorlax. Yeah. I didn't know that Pokemon did that. No, but. He does? The world we live in now. All right. You know? I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap lately. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. Barrett caught me playing it at my desk uh, yesterday. I love that yeah. for you. No, every- dude, I'm so stoked, man. <laughs> it's a good game. G, like we, we, G's the best gamer in the Getty's house. We keep saying this. Uh, her collection level—that's what me and her battle about. Everyone is talking about ranks and shit. I'm like, no, no, no. It's the collection level. Mm. And um, I realized that when she had beat me by a, a demonstrative degree, yeah. it, it was bad. <laughs> that was a great word, man. <laughs> <laughs> I um, realized I had so many credits left, and I was like, oh, I'm about to fuck her day up. Oh yeah. So I upgraded the shit out of my stuff, and I looked at it, I was like, so what's your what's your level? And she told me, and I looked at mine, I was one point below her, Damn. which is like so stupid and close, and then she freaking just tore away from me, but incredible. I'll get you, G, but I'm so excited for you. This yeah. is awesome. Um, time to do You're Wrong. Well, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and let us know what we get wrong throughout the show. Um, not a chance. Andy, yeah, I if we think Snorlax breathes louder than Mike does. Oh. I don't know if he caught oh, my mic. Was yeah. On. Um, yeah, I usually don't turn your mic on until you're on the set. Sorry. Boner. Is it on? That's why. That's why I usually don't turn your mic on until you go on set. This is interesting here. Bandersen says, Tim read that Deathloop hit 5 million players. This was also after the game entered Game Pass and does not necessarily indicate sales success. We currently do not have specific sales milestones for the game. Very interesting there. Very interesting, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, man, what did it sell? I don't know. I'm going to guess 3 million on PlayStation 5. That's my guess. Let's see. We got uh, people riding in. What was this? Um, Bob says Elite Squad has a 46 on Metacritic from reviewers and a 1.9 from fans. It was not a success. Closed after a year. Bang. Exactly. So I hope I, I hope Ubisoft is able to put out some mobile hits. That'll yeah. be good for them. Get the money in. Yeah. Use that money. Make some dope ass video games. Let's do it. Uh, next week's hosts are on Monday, Greg and me. Tuesday, Greg and Bless. Wednesday, Bless and Greg. Thursday, Bless and me. And Friday, me and Bless. 
It's going to be a great week. Oh, a lot yeah. of fun video game stuff to talk about. Uh, remember, we're doing our Barbie in review next Monday. Uh, today is about to be popping off with content as well. It's going to be super fun. Right after this, we're about to do the post show where you can write in your super chats over on YouTube, and we will respond to your messages live. Or if you're on Twitch, resub, leave a little message. We'll answer your questions there as well about video games blessings jacket or anything in between uh and then after that we are gonna do a reaction to the marvels trailer which i'm really excited to check out um and after that we're gonna be hanging out all day as long as y'all keep supporting for us streaming we're gonna be playing a whole bunch of fun video games as a group i'm gonna be hanging out playing some stuff i don't know exactly what yet but it's gonna be good uh until next time i love you all goodbye That was a Friday episode. Yep, that was a Friday episode, bless. Andy Cortez making his way to the set right now. I have two microphones. Two mics. One two mic they, Andy. They call him two mic Andy. I may not need this one. You're like Baby Keem, but with oh. mics. I, I thought we were going to switch. We're not. Oh. Yeah. I got a lab though. I can walk around, man. Let me tell you what. I Whoa, can walk around. the versatility. Welcome Whoa. in, everybody, for the Kind of Funny Games Daily post show. It's a super chat where we get all your super questions and we read them to our super hosts. I want to read Dark Reunion's oh. $5 super chat. Said, can last I, can shot- I make a, a comment here? There's a smell. Good smell. Is I it Andy? I think it's the hairspray. It is. Oh yeah, get new new hairspray. I mean, like I went for a hold. Sweet. I went for a three out of five hold instead of four out of five hold, which three out of five Ooh. is okay and four out of five is great. Okay. And for some reason, it's a different scent. But completely. is it okay or is it okay? It's like yeah, it's okay. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it's more of like it's a five out of five that I love like a three out of five. Mm. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Backwards wow. from normal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it has a weird scent to it. It's like mm. a different sort of vibe. Uh, but same brand, which is weird. Dark Reunion with the five dollar super chat says, "Last shot of the Venom, last shot of Venom in the trailer of him being surrounded by agents and the camera spinning around feels like a playable moment for Venom." It kind of does. I I think that we're gonna we are gonna play it as Venom in some form. I I think, yeah. but I think that just goes more to your theory that it will be Peter. Yeah, I mean, have we ever seen Peter Parker look that much like Venom in like any previous Spider-Man thing when he gets the symbiote? I mean, not that I can think of. Like, not as big and bulky, no. Yeah. No. That strikes me as like, okay, cool. We're just halfway there. Yeah. Um, Anthro Metal resubscribed for 58 months. Thank you for using your prime on us, Anthro Metal. And I am Kettner, 39 months with prime as well. Cursed Monkey with a four-month subscription using prime. Thank you. We got some super chats rolling in from our super members in the super... I'm just going to keep adding super to everything. <laughs> Everything's Dragon super. Ball super. Uh, CJ splits on with a $5 super chat. says, has the new Spider-Man 2 trailer convinced you that it could be a kind of funny game of the year contender or above a 90 Metacritic? No. No. I just, there's something, and I, I people keep giving me shit because I keep saying it, and I feel like maybe it is deserved. There's just something about Insomniac Spider-Man that I just feel because of what it is, because of how open it is, and because we need to just stop random crimes because that's what Spider-Man is, mm-hmm. I don't know that it could be a 10. I don't know that it could be that game of the year. Like, yeah. And I don't know I, that it, it doesn't need to be. That's, that's okay. my thing is I don't think it needs to be, and I don't even think like Insomniac has the, like, Ins- Insomniac and PlayStation, I don't think, have the like motivation, maybe, like the incentive to take it to the lengths that it should become a 10. Because Spider-Man 
is the highest selling PlayStation IP, right? It's usually the fastest selling PlayStation IP in terms of these PlayStation Studios first first party games. It sells it's Spider-Man 2 is going to sell more than God of War Ragnarok. It's going to sell more than like name any first party PlayStation game. Cool. Just make more of that. Like make more of what Spider-Man has been. Just make sure that it's great and people are going to love it and people are going to going to show up for it. The argument that I made on PS I Love You is that if Insomniac wants to make a 10 out of 10 game, they go away for a while. Like I think they even yeah. make they even find a new IP. Maybe that could be Wolverine. Maybe that is something original. But I think they they take something new. They go away for like five years and then they come out come back and put it out. And I think then we're talking about okay, maybe this thing could be a ten out of ten. But I think with the way that Insomnia makes games, like they have a design ethos, they have a cadence, they have a consistency, and that is great for what they are and the purpose they they serve for PlayStation. They are the MVP of PlayStation. And dude, I, I am so with you with everything you just said. I feel on top of that too. Like when, on in review a lot with Andy, we we talk about like when we're ranking, it's that weird balance of quality versus favoritism. Like mm-hmm. the, what are the things that we want to rewatch? Like is Winter Soldier better than Thor Ragnarok? It's hard to have that conversation. It almost seems stupid. It's what we do and it's a fun conversation. But at the end of the day, even though one could be better, we could still prefer the yeah. less good thing technically is, and i feel like that's Oppenheimer better than barbie right like <laughs> i mean yeah that's a i mean the answer is yes but uh i i feel like on the the side of the the, the spider-man games it's like god of war to me is a 10 i would choose spider-man any day of the week even though i think spider-man is an 8.59 yeah but it is one of my favorite games ever same i have more fun playing spider-man than i have playing god of war Right, but I think if I had to rate one in terms of which is the better product, which is the better video game, I'm probably going to go God of War uh, most of the time. Part of me does wonder if it's we've just been kind of uh, we've been kind of like we've been told that maybe the subject matter shouldn't be the thing that gets you game of the year in this situation. Like the same way that we look at all of our favorite MCU movies and go, no, I get why it's not. Oscar for Best Picture. Like, I wonder if that's some of it. If maybe we've just been kind of like told that, you know, that this superhero game should not get it. It should be the story that's incredibly emotional, that has uh, the story of somebody dying and it's like a divorce and all the Greg sort of stuff that we talk about. Like, those are the movies that win Oscars. Mm-hmm. The superhero movies don't win the those sort of like, uh, you know, when it comes to like story or script or writing or whatever. And I wonder if maybe that's like kind of bleeding into other mediums yeah. in a way. I, I think there's something to be said also about moving the needle. Because when I think about all the games that I would consider a game of the year, I think this year is going to be Zelda Tears of the Kingdom most likely. And that's a game that moved the needle for what you can do in an open world game, like the heights and the depths you can go to, right? Yeah. And like, you know, that's a game that experimented so much with the tools you have as a, as a player and, like, all what you can do with that. But when I think about last year, right, like, the two games we're talking about were God of War, which I would say pushed the needle for narrative and story, and then Elden Ring, which I would say did a lot of similar things to Zelda. But even when I go back a few years, it's 2016, I think, for me at least, the clear winner was Overwatch. And Overwatch moved the needle for multiplayer and delivered that with so much quality. Like, my thing is, does Spider-Man, will Spider-Man 2, and did Spider-Man 2018 move the needle in that major of a degree? I think... I, I think there are arguments that it moved the needle for PlayStation for what they could offer. I think it moved the needle for what swinging around a world could look like, right? Like it did so much stuff for that franchise. But when we're talking about video games and like the scope of it all, 
I don't. I I think the drop of Spider Man, like the 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 ripples of Spider Man, is going to be a bit smaller than what a Zelda Tears of the Kingdom does for for where we're at in video games. And to jump off of that, and kind of what you're talking about, Andy, with like when it comes to the story of these kind of superhero games, like I honestly think Spider Man Two because it has that like Sony backing and has the PlayStation Studios stuff behind it. I would honestly expect for story stuff for Spider Man Two to honestly be one of the front runners for like best narrative in a game for the year. Right. But when it comes to the gameplay and the formulaic uh, side of the open world structure, I think that's where, yeah, I think yeah. that's where you start to see of it being pulled back on like game of the year conversations because of just the nature of what you're doing in those games. It's interesting. Yeah. That's why, interesting again, that's why I think a new IP or a different um, like genre of different direction for an insomnia game would put them more in the, in the place to become that because we know what a Spider-Man game is. We played a Spider-Man game in that kind of action game a billion times. But if you're able to like find the story, find the character, find the angle that's going to put you outside of that in, in a new lane, I think that opens you up for Game of the Year more. And I mean, hey, look, I love the story of Spider-Man 1. Like, yeah. they, they got the chops. Yeah. Like, no, they can sure. do oh, the yeah. story. Like, so. HX Galaxy with the $5 Super Chat says, when will we be getting a Tarantino and or Shrek in review? Yeah, both of them combined, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, it'll be, it'll be one thing. <laughs> sure. I, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to talk. Like, I, I, when we are ever on content we're talking about in reviews that we may or may not do, like, it is not a guarantee. It is not a promise. Things change, and like, literally, it's a nightmare to try to figure out the, the calendar and schedule of some of these in reviews. Like, we had been working towards planning Saw. They just moved Saw up an entire month, Saw 10. And I'm like, great, now I need to figure this out. Um, so things get really complicated. Uh, both Tarantino and Shrek are things that, like, we're running out of major franchises uh, to do because we've done so many. So I imagine at some point, yes, we will get to those. I don't have a plan for that anytime soon. It won't be this year for sure. Um, but I've never seen a Shrek movie besides Puss in Boots. Uh, the Last Wish, and Dude, I love that movie. You're missing, you're missing out on Shrek. Shrek is great. Yeah, Shrek is life. Shrek is life, baby. I'll Shrek find was, out one day. Shrek was the movie as a kid that I saw that opened my eyes to like the beauty of cinema. <laughs> I left the I left the Shrek film. That's not something he just said just now. He's told I've the said story this multiple, multiple times. times. Or I forget how old I was when I watched Shrek. I must have been like eight years old. But I finished that movie and went. To me, this is cinema. <laughs> I finished that movie and I was like. That was a good movie. And I don't think I've ever said that as a kid. Like, I, I watched that movie, and, like, I was like, oh, wait. This was excellently made. Yeah. This was a quality film. I understand. <laughs> I understand film. Yeah. <laughs> like, this wasn't just a movie. Yeah. This was a good movie. God, that's it's awesome. It's like everybody says that, like, Lola Bunny was, like, their first one. They were like, oh, I'm, I'm into what's happening here. Yeah. Like, that was your moment, but on, like, the film appreciation side yeah. of things. You know, like, I was like, wow. Your eyes were open there, you know? <laughs> Um, so Ballers funny. only with a two dollar super chat says, "Tim is getting an Akira jacket cool or overdone?" Uh look, do you whatever you feel dope in. I'm always a fan of that. I will say I tend to not like the more costumey looking jackets. I like more color scheme inspired by jackets. I feel like the the Akira one's a little bit more like bulky and has like a mm -hmm. lot of the big stuff going on. But yeah, like things like this that I think are a little bit more just like. It's just a jacket that looks like it. I'm all about. Um, but yeah, it's just more of what you feel comfortable and dope in. Soft lips, Chris. God oh. damn. <laughs> I hate that. I'm just going to be It's honest. one of my favorite Twitch names. Yeah, I always <laughs> see soft lips, Chris, out there. 17 months with Prime says, Prime, baby. I Knox with uh, 22 months of support says, Yo, yo, Sergeant Smitty. $2 super chat says, out of curiosity, has the... 
One dollar tier lost the Q and A's. Out of curiosity, has a one dollar tier? Are you talking about Patreon? Uh, yes, unless you were on it before and then it, you're grandfathered in and you should be getting them. But yeah, there's no more dollar tier anymore. Yeah. Uh, Bander SN with a two dollar super chat. The stream idea. Tim plays the Mario 64 randomizer. Dude, I, I thought about doing that. To do that, that would be a cool versus thing of like crowd control Mario. Have Tim on one side, have Bless on the other. It's awesome. Like I've been looking at Mario 64 crowd control stuff. I want to do it so bad, man. Yeah. It looks like utter Dude, Y'all wouldn't say a chance against Mario 64 randomizer. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any game that I have like too much confidence in, it's Mario 64. <laughs> I like that you uh, know that it's too much confidence. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Amy's, thank you for your 74 months using Prime. Remember, if you have that Prime, toss it this way. Appreciate you all. Squid Kuma with a $5 Super Chat says, Tim, mm. I drove 35 minutes to see Oppenheimer and IMAX yesterday. All I got to say is, hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, man. We keep saying this, but like, if you have access to an IMAX theater, specifically one playing it in 70 millimeter, you owe it to yourself to see this movie that way. It is, it is an accomplishment, and it is so unique in terms of what it did with that format. And also, the movie is just like, it's just required viewing. Yeah. To just fucking like, but learn some also, shit. you know, go into it being prepared that you're gonna you're gonna be fucked up a little bit on the other side. Don't watch it before Barbie. If you're going to do the Barbenheimer thing, I would say watch Barbie before Oppenheimer. Don't do the Barbenheimer thing. I'm just going to fucking yeah. call it right now. Those movies are both way too long to watch back to back, and I feel it does a disservice. Wait, how long to... is Barbie? Uh, it's like two hours. Oh, okay. yeah. But that's still like five hours of yeah, being in a the theater. That's yeah. a lot of movie theater time. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I'd but say yeah. do the Barbenheimer thing, Chen. Go to your Regal, get the popcorn there. Good popcorn. <laughs> man, by the way, oh, mm-hmm. man, Regal yesterday. Great popcorn, by the way. But I regret Getting the tickets that didn't have the recliners. I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't really understand the differences, mm-hmm. you know? So I just, and Tim was like, no, I got the, we got the showing 20 minutes later because ours have the recliner seats. I was like, ah, oh, but this should be fine. It is not fine. No. It, it was like a, it went back, it was like an airplane seat. Yep. It barely oh, no. went back. No, it's back. Oh, and yeah, I the house lights stayed on I hate for it. the first like 10 minutes of the it. movie. They were on throughout the, all the previews, the house lights on. And eventually, I got up and like I walked out of the theater and I saw a worker walking by. I was like, "Hey, man, the house lights are still on." And he was like, "Oh, for real?" And then like a, a more manager, senior-looking dude with like a suit, like walk, like heard me, just sped in there, hit the fucking lights, and he looked so mad at the dude that like didn't know about the house lights. It was a disaster. Dang, the way man. you said "oh, for real" reminds me of like way too many of my friends from high school. That's that so it, it funny. Realistically, could have been. Damn, that's crazy, bro. Oh, for real. Oh, for real. Oh, shit. Yeah, Andy. Though we we bought tickets late, so even having the recliner seats, it was like the worst seats I've had at theater in years. Where we were second row, and I thought that the, there was only four rows in this theater. It was a tiny auditorium. So I was like, all right, if we're second of four, we are in the front half, but I feel like it must be designed for this. No, it's a crime. Why the fuck do they have chairs that close to the screen? I'm literally, we're oh my fully goodness. reclined looking up at it. I'm like, this is a disaster. Was this was this the Stone Sound one? Yeah. Okay. I, I know the exact seats you're talking about, Andy. Those fucking suck. Yeah. yeah. I think I had those during Megan. Possibly. The Meg? Um, Megan. Oh. The movie, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought yeah. you went to go out to Meg in theaters. Uh, but no, I, I hated those seats so much. And like, I, so for Barbie, I got second row seats because I got that ticket real late and I was not looking forward to it because I, I watched, um, fuck, what's the name of that movie? Um, it's like, it's like a drug movie that takes place in like half in the South and then half in Mexico. Um, somebody in child will figure it out. But like, <laughs> it was like an aggressive action movie and 
I had like a front row seat in the theater, and I came out of that just feeling tortured. Like my neck fucking hurt. Are you talking yeah. about the Denis Villeneuve movie? The uh, no. I want to say Narcos, but it was not. Wasn't Narcos because that's a TV show. It was like one of them ones, but uh, the one he did with Benicio del Toro. Sicario? Sicario. Sicario. It was Sicario. Yeah. It was Sicario. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched Sicario in the front row, and I it was a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for Barbie, I got the recliner seats in the second row, and I wasn't looking forward to it until I got there, and I reclined. I was like, you know what? Not as bad as I expected. It helps a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Nick W. with a $5 super chat. Thank you for everybody sending in your super chat so far. Says, do you think playing as Peter will feel boring after he eventually loses the symbiote or symbiote? Or do you think we will keep it till the end? No. I don't think he keeps it till the end, and I don't think it'll be boring. I, honestly, I'm worried that the Venom stuff's not going to be as fun as just being Spider-Man. Like, mm -hmm. I don't really like the bigger, bulky, like, punchy-punchy yeah. type stuff. But, like, I, again, I, I keep saying this. I trust them. They, they, every Insomniac game has varied the gameplay up enough for me that I'm like, I'm into this. It doesn't always hit, but, like, the variation of stuff is not their their issue. I want a good ground pound. Oh, you're gonna get that. You're gonna be ground pound. That I don't. I don't think it'll God. be boring because Peter's gonna be fucking dead. You're not gonna be playing as him after Venom. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna die with Venom. Scott C with a two dollars super chat. Scott, we have to use Scott. the answer. Scott uh, says speed racer in review went and we need it. At some point, we're gonna. I'm gonna force Nick to rectify his bullshit and watch that goddamn. Who movie. directed Speed Racer? Uh, the Wachowskis. Okay. I had suggested that uh, cool. at one point we do Kind of Funny in Review, which is all of the movies that are very present in the Kind of Funny universe. I think would be a silly thing to do where we watch The Departed and we watch uh, all 44 seasons of Suits. <laughs> uh, Average John with 19 months says, when is horror poppy Andy Cortez watching Midnight Mass? Halloween time, baby. Halloween. Midnight Mass is great. Uh, Rahul Kohli has already cleared out his schedule for that time. Thrills, 67, 11 months of support. Almost a full year using Prime. Says, just want to thank you guys for putting out your best content, uh, the best content on the internet. Thank you, Thrills. Thank you so much. I've seen better. Very, very <laughs> kind of you. Me too. Awesome. Like, have you seen Nakey Jakey? Yeah, <laughs> Get it together. It. Robert. I watched Nakey Jakey's uh, Elden Ring video. or um, Dark Souls. Um, Dark Souls video, finally. God damn, man. It's just good. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. stuff. Real good stuff. Robert Fazekas. I'm gonna assume it is. Could be Phase Cas. I don't know. Five dollars. Super says, "What do you think of? What do you think a Nintendo acquisition of Sega looks like?" It's I, not happening. That, yeah. That's. Can you I, imagine I, the Sega logo being red. Ew. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Right? I think that's red? a bad omen if, if Nintendo acquires Sega. Yeah. Like, that is literally cats and dogs sleeping together. Or whatever that phrase is. <laughs> Cats and dogs sleeping together. Cats and okay. Dogs okay. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like. Um, they they already get everything they need out of Sega with the partnership. You're Googling the, he's about to Google the phrase. <laughs> oh man, be careful there. I think it's living together. Yeah, cats I think it is living. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, it's from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Dogs and cats. Cat dog. Cat dog. Boy oh Boyd, 19 months says, "Let's get a Final Fantasy 16 spoiler cast." Love you guys and thanks for being awesome. Thank you, Boyo Boyd. Mm -hmm. One day Wait, where I are you at, Andy? Like, uh, what, what's your trajectory on finishing this one? Uh, what's the percentage on your PS5? Uh, man, I, I really don't know. I know I'm more than halfway, though. Okay, cool. Definitely. Cool. Do Maybe you think you'll be fun. done in the next month? 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I could wrap that shit up. Sick. Um, who's, who's left on Zelda? Who needs to beat Zelda? For us Greg. To do that? We can do that. Do, do it without him. We can dress up Nick as Greg. <laughs> 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 Have him on this podcast. Just guessing what happens. Scotty McButter is 46 months. Says 46 months. Stay hydrated, dude. Thank you, Scotty McButter. Thank Thanks you. for your 46 months on Twitch. Robert Freemaring with a $5 super chat says... Dwella in Gotham Knights had a dope bomber jacket. She did the Heath Ledger Joker bomber jacket. Mm. Huh. Chad Shep with four months of prime says, I, I have you, have you guys heard of the master's pupil? It's a side scrolling puzzle game set in the eyes of Monet fully hand painted and been in development for seven years. I did oh, see a TikTok. I saw, about I, that. I probably saw the same TikTok. Yeah. Um, Looks really cool. I was like, I hand painted a game. Oh, did you use an iPad? No, I hand-painted a game. Oh, did you use, like, a digital uh, tablet? No, I actually, like, hand-painted a game. How long did it take? Seven years. And then it, like, shows, like, kind of, like, silly brushstrokes with a little platformer, but then it zooms down. It's, like, this... It's, like, insane. Incredible art piece or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, that thing does look pretty neat. Brando, 13 months, says, uh, or asks, rather, Tim, where's the bomber jacket from? Uh, Top Man, T-O-P-M-A-N, which is a... Nordstrom brand, I want to say. Uh, I found that they're my favorite, uh, just like everyday ones. I pretty much have this in every color. So, mm. the rainbow. And they're like reasonably priced, like $40, I think. Tucker submitted a $2.80 super chat. What's up, Tucker? How's it going, homie? Some, uh, lost Somebody in chat said, uh, I don't think KF would give Tarantino films their proper uh, flowers. And I think Tarantino films are oftentimes an incredible feat. I love feet. <laughs> Incredible. Tim's look at me. Uh, and with that joke, just to let people know on YouTube, <laughs> we are started the uh, second YouTube stream. So if you want to start filtering in over there for our extra long, kind of funny TGIKF stream, where we'll be streaming as long as you want it. Um, there you go. That second stream is starting. Not as long as you want it, but it's just, you know, if we hit five full hook. Thank you, everybody, for hopping no in. No one can hear what you just said. You're covering your mic with your laptop. Fuck up there. Puiseco, 35 months, says, almost three years. Thank you, Puiseco, for your Prime Gaming subscription. Jesus Cat with a $2 super chat. Final Fantasy 16 spoiler cast, Tim. A lot of people asking for it. A lot mm-hmm. of people asking for it. Why do you say that like Trump? A lot of people asking for a Final Fantasy 16 spoiler cast. They want to know. They all want to know what happens with Clive. They should do. Damn, I really want to do the spoiler cast. Michael, Michael <laughs> I'm so- being convinced right now. <laughs> These bears are complaining about everything, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> Michael Sosby with a $10 super chat says, with the discussion being that Kind of Funny is going to do a top 10 other than Zelda potentially, has there been a business discussion instead of doing top three Xbox exclusives? Wait, has there been a business discussion of instead doing top three Xbox exclusives, top three PlayStation exclusive, etc. No, and I, I mean I think the Zelda thing that, that that's more of a joke than anything. Mm. But I mean I don't know. We might well we're gonna make content and have fun. We're gonna do whatever serves y'all the best and gives us the best opportunity to talk about the things that we love. Mm-hmm. The Duchess of Rosaria. She- <laughs> 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 Shots to lie with a five dollar super chat says, "What do y'all think of AD or ads? Sorry, <laughs> what do y'all think of ads on all streaming tiers to pay for residuals? That's how TV does it. What do you think of ads on all streaming tiers? I mean, what are you I, about? like 
he did the time of like the the strikes of like trying to come up with solutions. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I mean, yeah, that that sounds like a step in the right direction. There's, I mean, they got to figure that out. That I don't know that that's like the solution and like that the ads pay for other things. So it's like we're we're about to enter a world where there's going to be ads on all stream platforms. I mean, we're already there, but like the ad free. Yeah. Uh, tears for everything I bet are gone in the wow. next two our, years. Our chat is insanely behind, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> He's know. talking about Oppenheimer right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been like well, that. sometimes they just talk about whatever they want. No, yeah, it's been it's, like this for a while. Yeah, about. it's like because it was like talking about Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Um, to Flector with a 76 month resubscription using Twitch, using tier one, by the way, asks Is the KF crew going to check out Remnant 2 co op? Absolutely. We are hoping to do like a three day in a row marathon thing uh, next week. But Greg put a meeting on the schedule with me that like t- takes me out of it. So I got to tell Greg, Greg, we can I got to right. go do shooty shooty stuff. I wanted with, to be uh, a part of that, but I can't figure out my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I that, that, going on. The, the tough part is that like Remnant is a three player game and that is kind of a bummer. But I totally get it as well because the way the game is designed. By the way, I'm like three or four. Four hours into Remnant 2, and I'm really digging it. But I dug part one as well. I'm excited to see how the boss fights uh, kind of improve a bit more. I was watching several several people's reviews um, because I'm not worried about spoilers at all about what could happen in Remnant because yeah. I just don't give a shit about the story at all. And it seems like the boss fights have been really kind of prioritized and made kind of very grandiose and creative and really fun. Hell yeah. Is it crossplay? Do you know? Cause like my, I, I, I'm just uh, my. So know. I've been wanting to play it, right? Because we had the code. This laptop doesn't have enough space for it. My computer at home uh, has space, but I'll, oh, I can use. Yeah, I guess you I have a login that. here. That's true. Roger made you a login here. This will replace that bad. I'm just uh, PC gaming. This is too much for me. Just plug in the controller. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. <laughs> it's, too much. <laughs> it's not. Um, it'll be easier if I play it on PS5. Last of a Dying Breed with 31 months of resubscription. Thank you, Last of a Dying Breed. Shoto Sunamura with a 22 resubscription. CJ splits on $2 super chat. <laughs> Somebody in chat says, Sicario? <laughs> it's so bad. It's I don't know so why bad. it's so behind for y'all. Like, I see like people reacting to what you guys are talking about right now. So I don't know what's funny. going on. Like, do you think we will see ads on Game Pass? Yeah, I do. Ads on Game Pass? Like while you're downloading the game? or I mean, like, oh, I, I feel like more like... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. There's going to be the, the I forget what they're called, three by four ads or whatever, like just pictures, like images on oh, the, the overlay. But yuck. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, if there are, if there's an ad supported tier of Game Pass at some point once we get there. Yeah. I just don't know how you do it. Cause like already they have, I feel like it is pretty. Yeah. They already have a version of that that is like, hey, browse these kinds of games. Or like, you know, they have, they have things that point, yeah. point you to games. And with, with TV and stuff, right? Like ads are just, place in the middle of an episode or as pre-roll or post-roll i guess mm-hmm. post-roll yeah is the thing um whereas <laughs> i was gonna say you can't do that with video games i guess you could mobile, right but it would be oh uh, yeah like no i mobile. i feel like it's inevitable because like mobile this is just them shifting into a a ecosystem that works more like what mobile's been doing for mm-hmm. decades at this point but then so. like i think the game design would have to change to be that right because a lot of mobile is Hey, if you want to keep playing, or if you want to skip this thing, or if you want to like get whatever functionality, you gotta first pay load up up. for it. Just pre-roll, right? When you load into your first game, you have to watch two 30-second ads. 
Yuck. Thank you, Barry Camp, <laughs> for getting this set up. Because a little while ago, I did see a comment scroll by that said, do we think uh, the Activision thing goes through? <laughs> for like a couple days ago, there was a comment. <laughs> yeah. so there was a comment there being like, man, I hope we get a PS5 soon. Um, Sherbert Sunday with 24-month resubscription tier one. And the final uh, little notification I'll read here is a resubscription of 22 months from White Wolf 9494. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us here at Kind of Funny, mm-hmm. supporting this post show that we do here after Kind of Funny Games Daily, a little super chat with a bunch of super messages for our super hosts. We'll uh, don't go anywhere because mm-hmm. right after this, we are going to be doing a reaction to the Marvel's trailer. Yeah. And, and then Nick. after that, it's a whole TGIF little stream that we're going to be no, doing. Not TGIF. TGIKF. Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> but T- but TJKF just looks weird. I, like written out, I was like, uh, maybe that's not the. It we looks. Go with. Like, it, I typed it out for a stream, and it looks like the like acronym for like a hate group or something. Yeah. Jesus. I can't agree with you. What Whoa. You, <laughs> yeah. What if you take like the TGI from the TGI Fridays logo, and like cut it in half, and then put just the kind of funny smiley right next to it. TGI kind I of. Like that. Oh, maybe yeah. TGI smiley. <laughs> we're really we're working on here. here. We're really muddy in the message here. TJ uh, logo. We'll be streaming. We're gonna start off after that. Yeah, Marvel's it kind of does seem like a terrorist group. Yeah, when you put it all together like that in all caps. After the Marvel's reaction, we're going straight into uh, Mountain Your Friends. Mm-hmm. And then if we keep on uh, supporting the stream and pushing the bar and supporting the time, after that it'll be move or die. And then if we keep going it, which I hope we get to the end of it, because we will go back to our little Super Mario 3D World playthrough. Me and the Jabroni boys making our way to 100%ing Super Mario 3D World. Fully 100%. Hell Stay yeah. here, everybody, as we kind of, I don't think we're moving the set. We're just going to chill here. So mm-hmm. I love y'all. Thanks for supporting.